Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <laughs> we want to kick the year off with style, so of course it's all about you. It's time for another listener special. Let's open this episode with a few questions from Louise, who got in touch on email at, here it is, contact at paranormalpod.co.uk. Hi, Yvette. I just want to say a huge thank you for helping me with my grief. As I've said before, and I know you get loads of emails, so I don't expect you to remember everyone, I lost my gorgeous husband, Rob, last year to cancer. Listening to you, Yvette, has given me so much hope and confirmation that Rob can hear me. I talk to him every day, and I believe our bond and love can never die. Your amazing experiences with over 20 years of working in the paranormal and communication with your dad are so interesting and mind-blowing. I agree with you and Carl that the scientific community should get involved as this stuff is real. I've seen and experienced it with my own eyes. But as you both say, any findings would blow religion up and unfortunately the power and control these institutions have over many millions of people is very strong and they wouldn't want to disprove their own existence. Anyway, I have some questions for your next questions episode. She asks, do our loved ones experience grief when they die? Do they feel the same feelings of loss because they've died? Are they sad they can't be with us and living their normal lives? I understand if you don't have the answers. I just wondered if any talking with your dad or lost loved ones has brought these subjects up. I've often wondered if they grieve for their loss too. I love the podcast. The more we learn, the more open-minded we become. Thank you for all the amazing work you do. Love the questions episodes. Can't wait for the next one. Love and best wishes to you all from Louise. Well, Louise, thank you so much for emailing in. And I'm so pleased that you found some comfort from listening to me drone on. When I've talked to my dad and various other spirits, there are a few things that they've told me that really has helped me to deal with grief. When a loved one passes on, remember they are in a very blissful state. They describe this as literally bliss. And as I've told you before, not one spirit I've ever spoken with wants to come back. So they're never upset at dying. They are, as I've heard so many times, quote, going home. They told me that the one thing that upsets them is seeing us, me and you, be upset and grieving. 
They, of course, know that it's natural to be upset, but this does really upset them very, very much. And I remember one couple who came to see me and Carl as their friend had died in a car accident. Um, they wanted to press charges and try to get the other driver convicted as he was driving dangerously. But when their friend's spirit came through, she told them, no, leave it. I'm happy. And the one word that was tapped out that really shocked the couple was forgive. One of my best friends was also told by her deceased relative to stop legal action as it was going to cause too much stress for her. He said he was happy and at peace. So for her to let go and be happy for him. It seems when we die, we let go of all the things that upset us in this life. These things seem so trivial and silly when you pass over. They don't give them a second thought. Like I say, the only thing that does upset them is us in our grief, or if we're going through a tough time in our lives and they can't physically be there. But they are there. They're close and they're with you as you navigate through these hard times. If someone hurts you, they're angry too and can be upset for you. They try to guide you. That little voice in your head that you think is yours can sometimes be theirs, pushing you on, trying to make you stronger. Also, something interesting I was told was that they can choose to be closer to you and be a guide for you if they wish for the rest of their life. That they can choose to be closer to you and be a guide if they wish for the rest of your life. I often think... Wouldn't it be marvellous for them to be able to show themselves in spirit form just once, just after they've passed on, for them to say, it's all right, I'm so happy, please just enjoy your life, I'll be here for you, you can't see me but I'm always with you and you'll see me like this when it's your turn, I'll be here to collect you, wouldn't that be amazing, wouldn't that be beautiful, I think we should celebrate them and as you know, I do, Get them cards, cakes on their birthdays and a card at Christmas. I've just put up, put up one for my dad. And I open it up and I go, here you go, dad, here's your Christmas card. And I read it out. And like I say, I've, I've put it pride of place on the shelf. Don't forget to cheers them on special occasions. Talk to them. They love it. They really, really do. Because we only know of this life, this dimension, and think that when we die, well, that's it. But I'm here to tell you that that's not it. We definitely go on. And this earth, this universe, whatever it is, is so much bigger than we can comprehend. And when you pass on, you're just shown how tiny, how really small we are and how this life is just a tiny part of our existence. There is so much that our loved ones have to learn and they're on the next part of their journey. But the best bit is that somehow they can still see, hear and be with us. I have my dad's face on my laptop homepage and every morning and evening we have a chat. <laughs> and when I really sit down and have a sitting with him, a seance or, um, you know, whatever you want to call it, he tells me he comes through and he starts the knocking and he starts spelling out words and he tells me that he loves this picture and that he sees and hears me every day. And as you know, he's even tapped out the movies he wants me to watch. 
with him. And I realize that I'm extremely lucky and blessed to be able to have these conversations with not just him, but my grandma and my granddad. I remember my dad told me when he was at his own funeral, <laughs> get this, he told me he was sat on the end of his coffin enjoying a cigarette. And he loves to have a joke and he plays pranks too. When he laughs, he bangs the table up and down. I'm not kidding. And he often does this in restaurants to embarrass us. You can ask some of my friends. Honestly, if they were here, they'd tell you. One time, a bowl of, um, we were having a roast dinner and the gravy jug was there in a big sort of bowl thing. And uh, I said, go on, go on, dad, try and, try and get the gravy to go over Paul's sweater. And every time he picked up the gravy jug, he banged the table and made the table bang up and down and he hit the bottom, the table hit the bottom of the jug and the jug went all over Paul's sweater. Unbelievable. And many a time, this is so embarrassing because we are, the table's going up and down. We have to sit and push the table down to stop it from moving. Um, and me whispering through gritted teeth, Dad, stop it! <laughs> Well, I hope that answers your question, Louise. And please believe me, your husband is very, very happy. He's not sad at all. And he's with you always. So pour yourself a drinky poo tonight and cheers him. Oh, and say hello from me. Let's listen to this story from Jamie. He recently got in touch after having a strange experience with a voice note, but it's not that that we're hearing today. He followed up on email with his experiences with the men in black that left him shocked to the core. He writes, So, the men in black story goes back a few years ago when I lived in a housing estate in the northeast of England called Fellside Park. I lived in an upstairs flat on my own in my late 20s. At this time of my life, I was really interested in conspiracy theories and my current favourite at the time was around the real men in black. Now when we think of men in black we may think of the movies with Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. However, drenching myself in research by Nick Redfern who specialises in this area, this isn't quite right. Nick Redfern has interviewed a number of different witnesses of the men in black who all seem to say the same things. They turn up at the house of the witness wearing a suit, pale complexion and supposedly no hair at all, no eyelashes, no eyebrows. Allegedly, common sense goes out of the window and you feel inclined to let the strange guest in. Now, you see, this reminds me a little bit of um, black-eyed children, even though they've, you know, they've just got black eyes and pale skin. I mean, they have their own eyebrows and eyelashes, but you know, people feel compelled to let them in, don't they, which is very similar. I digress. Jamie continues, one Sunday night, uh, I had a YouTube marathon watching documented cases of witnesses' testimonies about the real men in black and went to bed. Occasionally, I would walk to work and on this morning, I decided to do just that. Where I worked was roughly eight miles from my home. To get there, I would have to walk down some fields into a dense but isolated woodland with a narrow path leading down onto a popular walk called the Derwent Walk. The Derwent Walk is an old railway line stretching from Gateshead up to the Consett in County Durham. This particular morning, I'd set off on my journey to work. I walked down the fields and into the dense woodland. As I did, to the left of me, I saw a figure walking down the narrow path I was about to join. The path leads from an old farm after ten minutes of walking. I turned to look and saw a man in a black suit and bald head. Initially, I didn't think much of it, and I joined the path in front of him. Only when I started walking did I get a sense of unease and remembered what I was watching the night before. I started to question why a man in a suit would be walking on a not-so-popular muddy path in a dense woodland. 
Fair enough, so was I, but I was in casual wear. It didn't matter if I got a little muddy. I took a path off to the left leading off to the Derwent Walk. This is a much wider path in more of an open setting. I noticed that the man had followed me and was still behind me. I felt like I couldn't look behind me. It was as if something horrible would happen if I did, so the fear started to set in. I thought, is this a warning to stop looking into what I had been looking into? I could feel the man getting closer to me. I turned my head to the side and could see him in my peripheral vision. At this point, we passed the last fork off from the main walk, so the only exit was in front of us, at the end of the line. A jogger was running towards me, so I thought I'd use them as an excuse to turn around. As the jogger passed me, I did just that. There was no one behind me. The only logical reason would be that the man in the suit hurdled a fence and belted across a field. But then, why would he do that? I got to work white as a sheet. I didn't dare tell my colleagues what had happened. However, I'll never forget that experience to this day. Jamie. Well, hi, Jamie. Wow. Well, that was a frightening experience. God, I would have been sprinting as fast as my short, fat, hairy legs would take me. Well, how extraordinary. And I know a lot of people perhaps will be thinking that you could have imagined it, but I certainly don't. Could it be that your search engine on your computer and your fascination may well have alerted the powers that be onto you? Do you know, everybody, now, do you know that the camera on your laptop should be covered? I know I sound paranoid, but it's very possible that someone somewhere can log in and stare right back at you through your own computer camera. I know, spooky, isn't it? And a tad creepy, right? Well, this is a subject, Jamie, that I would like to look into further. Maybe a future episode on the podcast, The Men in Black. I didn't know there was such a thing. If you have ever had a strange experience with people that Jamie has described, then I'd love to hear from you at contact at paranormalpod.co.uk. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Baffled, a brand new podcast bringing you some amazing facts that are complete nonsense. Imagine the likes that, that would get on Instagram, you having a quick one up a lamppost on the moon, incredible. 
So you basically saying the reason the dinosaurs stopped living is because they all collectively made a decision to have no more children. Oh, they're talking. I think until ten years ago, I I still shared the bathwater that my parents were in. You can find us wherever you got this podcast. Just search for Baffled Amazing Facts. We also had a question through on email from our listener, Darren. He writes, Hi, Yvette. My name is Darren. I'm from Bedfordshire. Just wants to let you know that I'm loving the podcast and have watched so many episodes of Most Haunted, which helped build my interest in the paranormal, specifically spirits and the afterlife. For a long time, my dad has shared his belief in ghosts with me, telling me that his granddad roamed our house often at night. And when my dad would be playing his guitar in the living room at night, he would sometimes hear the sofa creak as if someone sat down to listen to him play. It wasn't until recently when I actually saw a shadowy shape coming down the stairs myself and an orb flying around in the corner of my eye that I fully believed in apparitions. I've often thought about what contacting spirits would be like, especially since I lost my grandma back in 2015, and I've been curious to know if she's still around watching over us. What advice would you give to someone who has never had any contact with spirits or has no idea what to do? Thank you again for the fantastic podcast can't wait to see what comes next. Well, hi, Darren. Lovely to hear from you. I love the story of your granddad sitting on the couch. He was definitely listening to his son playing the guitar. Well, I think the best thing to do is to start off um, doing some small things to contact your grandma. So like I said, talk out loud to her, put a picture of her by your bed and say, good morning and good night to her every day. Perhaps tell her how your day's been. And when it's her birthday, get her a card and put it up for her. Then the next thing to do is perhaps leave a voice recorder running through the night and ask her to leave you a message just before you go to sleep. Now this might take a while, so don't be discouraged if you don't get anything, but keep trying. Next, do you have a couple of really good friends that you trust? If you do, then do a regular sitting session with one goal, and that's to speak to grandma. Work up slowly and do these things regularly. I'm sure she'll come through. Good luck and let me know how you get on. Now let's take a trip over to Berlin to hear from Tom. He got in touch with a lovely message for us. His story was recently featured in one of our Monday Mail Time episodes. Hello, Yvette. This is Tom from Berlin, and as you can hear, I'm a Yankee. <laughs> no, I just wanted to say that I've sent you several stories that you can use, hopefully, on your show. I'm retired here. As an American, I was here in 61 to 63 with the U.S. Army as a specialist for the engineers. And then I met my wife and got out over here and went to work for the British military government, the administrative uh, department, administration section. So I have quite a few friends in England and in Wales. Just wanted to say hello and tell you how much I truly enjoy your podcast that I've recently discovered. So all the best to you. Take care. Hopefully I'll hear from you in one of these days. Bye-bye. Hi, Tom. Well, what a lovely message. I can't wait to hear about some of your paranormal experiences. Do you know, off topic, I know, but I recently have just finished watching SAS Rogue. Now, if you haven't seen this series, 
and you're into the military or anything, you've got to watch it. It's absolutely fantastic. It's a TV series about how the mighty SAS was formed. And it begins in the Middle East in a place called Tobruk. Now, I was very excited as this was the place that my granddad diffused a bomb on the railway, saving many, many sailors' lives. They were all on a train. Um, and, and he diffused the bomb and the train went over the line and they were absolutely safe. He was there in Tobruk during the war and didn't really talk about his time there apart from this bomb. And this was the first time through watching this TV series that I could see what a frightening time in his life it had been for him. So I have so much respect for anyone who has served uh, for their country. So thank you, Tom. And funnily enough, psychic artist Brian Shepard, not knowing anything about my granddad, did draw a picture that I still have of the bomb exploding. And as you can imagine, I was gobsmacked. Um, And according to Brian, when my granddad passed on, he received a hero's welcome from his comrades who had passed over before him. And they were all waiting for my granddad. I mean, how wonderful is that? So thank you, Tom, for jogging my memory. Now, let's take a look at this email from Amanda. Hi, Yvette. I've been listening to your podcast and been meaning to send in this story. I have a question about whether visitations can happen for a brief period of time and then everything stop. My husband and I lived in a Victorian minus terraced cottage 10 years ago. My husband is the most sceptical person you'd ever meet. He's not a believer and thinks ghosts are a load of old nonsense. I'm a believer but haven't ever seen anything. One evening, Chris, my husband, went into the cellar to get something and as he walked back up, he stopped and shouted at me. He was smiling and laughing and said he'd seen a man standing in the corner of the cellar watching him as he walked up the stairs. The cellar was well lit and it had an open staircase so you could see into the cellar as you walked back up. He described the man as tall, had long hair and having a 1960s style beard. He was wearing trousers and a shirt. The man just stood watching Chris and followed his gaze as he walked back up. We went back down and there, luckily, wasn't anyone there. My husband was very matter-of-fact about this because he said the man wasn't menacing and he just laughed saying he looked a bit like Jesus and couldn't explain it. He remembers it vividly to this day and can still describe him in detail. That week, our TV came on downstairs with the volume at maximum more than once. You had to press two different remotes to switch it on, which was strange. One night, we also heard our oven extractor fan turn on too. You had to push a really hard switch to turn it on. Ever since that happened, I wouldn't go in the cellar on my own. I don't blame you, even though we kept the wine down there. Nah, you're pushing it a bit there. What confused me was that nothing happened after that week, despite me actively asking for anything there to get in touch. Can spirits visit for the week and then disappear? Thanks for reading and just wanted to say I love the podcast. Best wishes, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. I love the fact that it was your non-believing husband who had the experience. Surely, please tell me he's a believer now. Anyway, my husband, Carl, had a similar experience to you. It happened once and never again. So, Carl, Amanda had this experience that I've just described. Have you ever had a ghost show themselves to you once, a haunting happening, and then never again? Yes, it was the the thing that actually got me interested in the paranormal, believe it or not. Now, my brother's uh, quite a few years older than I am, and I think I was around um, eight years old. And my mum's house was... They moved in it when it was brand new, and they were still building other houses when they were in. But the land that it was made on or built on 
was only old sort of swampland. It was so there's nothing on there before. We have no other. There's there's no castle on it. There's no other settlement on there. These were the first dwellings on that area, and we'd had nothing in that house at all apart from one night. I woke up, um, went to have a wee, and I turned around and I saw this man standing in my doorway with his arm on the door frame. And he was dressed in sort of a 1930s outfit, a, a suit and a fedora hat kind of thing. Anyway, I, I turned away and then turned back and he was still there. And that was the strange thing, because lots of people see these f- images and then they vanish. And this particular one just stayed there and I looked at him. And I wasn't scared, strangely enough, but he just slowly faded o- over a sort of, you know, a 10 second period, just faded into nothing. Anyway went back to bed and we were having breakfast in the morning and my brother came down who was around 12 I guess at the time 12 13 maybe even slightly older and he just said you know oh I got really scared last night and I said why and he said well I came out to, to use the um to use the bathroom and there was a man standing in a different area up against the wall with his arms crossed and he described him as wearing a Humphrey Bogart outfit mm. Which again is, is mm-hmm. you know, anyone who knows that era uh, is the 1930s, and uh, he was known for his sort of fedora hats. So we both and I said to him, "Did it? Did it vanish?" And he said, "No." He said, "It just slowly." He looked at me, and then slowly went. Um, so we both saw the same spirit or entity or vision on the same night in two different places. We've never seen anything before, and we never, ever saw anything again afterwards in that house. So, for me, I'm thinking to myself, you know, exactly um, it's what happened to Amanda. Her husband saw a man standing in the cellar. That was it. They had a couple of things happen, as you know, to them. You know, the TV coming on on its own. And then that was it. Nothing after that. Nothing. So, my thought process is that I believe... There could be a couple of things going on here. A spirit, perhaps, in Amanda's case, where somebody lived there in the house and they just decided in that moment, oh, I'm just going to show myself and then let them know that this was my house and that I'm here and I'm going away now. I don't need to expel more energy than that. Or could it be a bit like yourself, which I believe in your case, in your brother's case, I believe that it was a relative, a guide, somebody that's passed on many years before that were looking, was looking out for you two boys, perhaps, and just all they wanted to do was go, hello, I'm here, I'm just, just looking out for you. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think that it could very well have been... Uh, a, a relative that we'd that gone. It could have been my my dad's father, mm. who I never met, um, and um, but my brother. I mean, he was too young to have met him. Mm. My brother was just born when, sadly, he died. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know he was very excited about you know having grandchildren. Um, so maybe that was him saying, "I'm here. I'm looking after yeah. you." Absolutely. Or the other thing, it could be one of these perfect storm moments where just the energies are yes. right, the veil is thinner at this particular yeah. moment, or there is just a glimpse into what is constantly happening on another plane, and you just see it briefly and it goes again. Um, I know for me, it, it was the first thing that made me really think there is something there because my brother said he saw it first. If I had said I'd uh-huh. seen this apparition or this man... And then my brother said, oh, so did I. I probably wouldn't have believed him because you'd think, oh, he's winding me up. Mm. But the fact that he said it first, I had already known 
knew what I'd seen. So that, to me, gave it so much credibility that we both see the same thing. And this, who knows, it could have been where there's that perfect storm mm. and you see that vision and then it disappears. And we have time to answer one more of your emails. This one is from Daniela. Hello, I really love listening to the podcast. Since I discovered it, I've binged the whole lot. Absolutely love it. Yvette has such a lovely voice. That's very kind of you. I don't know if Carl would agree with you. I'd like to ask a question which may be something you might like to answer on a podcast. I've noticed when you ask spirits questions to do with the afterlife, questions that are more interrogatory about how things are, they don't reply. Sometimes it seems like you have good banter with tapping responses, but as soon as you ask something more personal, to how things work on the other side, they stop. I was thinking, do you think this is like how we have our laws here and we have to abide by them? They have something the other side. Sorry, she's just missed a few words. We have to abide by them and they have something on the other side that prohibits them giving away too much. So if they do overshare, they could perhaps get in trouble with their afterlife overlords, as it were. It just seems odd. They could simply tap yes or no, but they seem to go quiet if you get too curious about what goes on there. I'd love to know what you think or experiences are in this area. With best wishes, Daniela. Do you know, Daniela, I'm so pleased you've asked that question because it really does... It, it, it baffles me and I have the same question and um, I, I've really thought about this long and hard. It does seem odd, doesn't it, that they won't share specific details with us. Like, I've asked these questions, is there a God? Are there aliens watching us? And of course, what are the lottery numbers, even though I've promised to give it all to charity? Nothing. Nada. I find it hard to believe that there are laws on the other side, but that may be the case. And when I've asked them certain life questions, um, they won't respond. Although my dad did tell me he wasn't allowed to answer a particular question. So maybe we do have an answer there. I do have another idea, but it doesn't really make sense. So bear with me. I had one of my very vivid dreams that you know I do have occasionally. And I was asking this particular question in it. And a voice responded that they don't know the future either. Now, this perplexed me and also made me think, well, if that's the case, how come so many psychics tell us in readings the future? Like, I see a new house for you, the number 28 and a red front door. And lo and behold, you do move into a house number 28, which, yes, has a red front door. So you see, if they, the spirit world, don't know the future, then how do psychics get certain information? Also, the tarot cards. How do they work then? One thing to always remember, there are no experts in the world of the paranormal. Always remember that. If anybody says I'm an expert... Just walk away. The dead can only tell us so much as I believe they themselves don't have all the answers. Thank you for listening to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and a huge thank you to all our lovely listeners for sharing their paranormal stories with us. You can get in touch and share your own stories at this address. It's contact at paranormalpod.co.uk and we are on WhatsApp and here's the number to ring and leave a voice note. Go on, don't be shy. Here's the number 075-999-27537 and we are on Instagram and our handle is at paranormalactivitypod. Stay up to date with the newest episode 
episodes by giving us a follow and we'll be back again same time next week. But if you can't wait until then, visit www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early. Have a great week. Stay safe. If anything strange or paranormal happens to you within this time, report back to base. Report back to me. And remember, things aren't always as they seem. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special moms in your life. In what better way than with Osea's limited edition skincare sets featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets, perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their Golden Glow Body Set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for silky, smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow and Go Facial Set has everything she needs to achieve spa-level results at home. They're so beautiful, you can skip the wrapping. For a limited time, you can save up to $48 on Osea's sets, plus get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. Pamper the moms in your life and get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code MOM. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.